Hey everybody, Darren Garman here with Trot. Darren, how's it going? I am doing wonderful. How are you doing, man? Great. Well, well, I'm glad you are here, and I'm glad you are here. Trot and I are glad you are here, whether you're watching or listening to the Heartland Multifamily Show, the place. For all things multifamily. For all. Three letters, but pretty significant word, man. It's all things multifamily. And uh, we're excited to uh, talk about this because we've been dealing with multifamily sellers now quite a bit over the last, I don't know, week, couple of weeks or so. Yeah. Uh, and it really got us to discuss some of the things that we have been seeing, especially uh, in this market. And really not only what we see in this market because it applies to what's going on in the market um, as of the time we're you know recording this podcast, but I mean, this is kind of an evergreen thing. I see this happen you know, in other markets at other times, uh, but really specifically in a market like this. And what we're going to be talking about today are three mistakes, three big mistakes that multifamily sellers make. Welcome to the Heartland Multifamily Show, the shorter, more profitable path to multifamily ownership and investing. Three big mistakes multifamily sellers make, and these mistakes literally cost them anywhere from, I don't know, tens of thousands of dollars to some cases, millions of dollars. And so what we're going to be doing on this episode is really doing two things. Number one, you and I are going to expose these three mistakes, make sure that we expose what these three mistakes are, and we're going to talk about those mistakes in terms of what kinds of things you should be doing, should be thinking, should be strategizing in terms of your multifamily strategy when it comes to selling your multifamily property. Da, 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 da. Mm -hmm. I thought we talked about this before. <clears throat> All right, now... If what we talk about during this episode resonates with you, would love to get your comments below. And of course, if what you uh, like, what you hear or listen to, want to subscribe to that to our channel, please make sure you do. Uh, would be glad to have you as one of our uh, folks that have subscribed. Looking forward to that. So try. Let's talk about the three big mistakes. Okay, um, I'm going to let you lead off with the three big mistakes. And again, so let me just kind of do a quick 15-second preface of this. Uh, we see this a lot, these three mistakes a lot, especially in this market. Uh, so we're going to talk about that. But we see this, I mean, you know, at other times too. So what we're going to be covering is pretty much what I would say evergreen. I mean, it's something that kind of continues to go on and on. But especially in this market we're in today, pretty applicable. All right, try it. So if you were to say what the number one thing, well, number one mistake that multifamily sellers are making, uh, what would that be? I think it's being too attached um, to a property, falling in love with a property. Yeah, yeah, too attached, too, um, uh, too emotional. Yeah, there's too much <clears throat> sentimental value in, in this property or whatever property it may be. Yeah, we, we see this a lot. And it, it's, it's kind of funny because it kind of flies in the face 
of what you would conventionally be thinking, because conventionally you think, you know, as a homeowner, as a condo owner, my own home, my own condo. Yeah, I'm going to be pretty, I'm going to be pretty, I'm pretty attached. I'm pretty attached to my home or condo, uh, love my home or condo. And so there's a lot of emotion involved in that. And you would, I guess, again, theoretically would think, well, that really shouldn't be the case with investment property. But we find many times that many owners are just as attached to their investment property, in this, in this case, multifamily property, as they are with their, uh, I mean, with their own home or condo that they own. I mean, would you agree with that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I think so. Yeah. I mean, and, and the main reason that this is the case, and we see this not only with what I would call like maybe smaller owner operators, you know, four units, eight unit, 12 units. Okay. Uh, but we see this with um, 100, 200, 300 unit apartment communities, especially if they are owned and, and or managed by owner operators that um, are a family, number one, or have a really good um, foundation in the community that this multifamily property is in. Okay. And so why is this? Why do people fall in love with their property? And there's really, I mean, there's a bunch of reasons, but I'm going to give you the main reason it is. Um, really, at the end of the day, a multifamily property, again, large or small, is pretty much a business. Yeah. I mean, it pretty much is. And so uh, when you are pouring your time, effort, energy, you know, we could be dramatic and save our heart and soul. We could be dramatic and go into that. And you're pouring that day after day, month after month, year after year into that property. It's kind of hard not to be emotionally attached to it. Right. Right. Um, it's kind of hard not to be. So when, when you and I sit down with uh, folks that are looking to have us like assist them in selling their multifamily property, they bring us in, want us to consult and, and help them you know, through that selling process, uh, we're not surprised that we see this. Um, we're not surprised at all that we see this. And as a matter of fact, one of the first things that we tell these owners when we are sitting down and having the conversation with them about strategy, about um, you know the direction that we think they should go with the sale of their property, timing, um, those kinds of things. You know, one of the first things we talk about is is this, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. So, as a matter of fact, then the conversation has to turn to what's the bad news we got to tell them about this trial? What do we have to tell them? Um, even though they 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 know this, they already know this. But what do we have to tell them when we have that meeting with them about about this? Well, one, they got to ignore their emotions yeah. and their connection to the property, mm -hmm. and and. Too is once it's gone, you just gotta let it go. Yeah, yeah. You've you've gotta you, you've gotta now really treat it as a business, um, and and really take the emotion out of it. And we have this uh, again conversation more often than you would think. Um, and what trips up a lot of owners is they do fall in love with their property, and they automatically become what I would call resistive. They become resistive to. Uh, negotiating. They become resistive to the reality of the marketplace at that point in time. They become resisted, resistant to um, consulting 
advice, um, strategy on what to do and how to do it, you know, in a certain market or at a certain time. Now, we're not lumping all the owners into this, of course. Not all owners are like this. But when you fall in love with the property and you're resistant to the feedback and the world of reality that is going on at that point in time, and you don't take your emotions out of it, especially if you if you want to sell, a lot of times you find that you didn't sell the property. And it's not because of the property. It's not because of what it's doing or not doing. It's because of what? Your emotional connection. The connection. Yeah. And we see this more often than not. So number one big mistake is um, get rid of that emotional connection. Um, Become, this is going to sound a little weird, emotionally okay with letting that emotion go in the process of selling your multifamily property. Again, easier said than done. We know we've been there, we've done that. Okay, so that's number one. Let me hit number two. I want to hit number two because I see this a lot. And as a matter of fact, you and I dealt with this not that long ago. Um, Number two is not fully considering what an old timer like me would call a bird in the hand. Okay, a bird in the hand. And so if you're not familiar, if you don't have as much gray hair, you don't have as much hairline that's receded as me. Uh, and you may be wondering, I'm good. Uh, I'm good okay? yeah, I'm you okay? You right? Uh, what, what's this bird in the hand thing? Bird in the hand is another way of saying, you know, you should really consider the offer or the interest you have in that property right now and really consider working on that versus thinking a better deal is coming along versus thinking the grass is going to be greener a little bit later. When you've got, for example, maybe an offer or a price that's really, really close to what you think the property is worth. Or in some cases, maybe you're getting more than your asking price, but you think there's still a better deal coming. You know, you're still a better deal coming and you don't take into account, I got that bird in the hand. I got, I'm going to wait for something better, right? I'm going to wait for the greener pasture to come. And sure, once in a while, a very small percentage of investors, of owners, are they lucky and get that? No, and, and we ran into that not too long ago. I'd yeah. say about a year ago, um, you know, the grass was greener. And then, you know, I the seller lost out on 20% of, you know, what they thought they were getting yeah. because the grass was not greener. Yeah, we, we, we saw this. And, and you're you're citing an example because it was a big money example yeah. where, I mean, these folks could have walked away with, um, I mean, just a ton more money than what they actually uh, ended up walking away with. And it's because of this. They didn't take that bird in the hand. Um, and, and this is especially true. Uh, let me back up and let me, let me, let me make sure that I clarify what we're not saying. What we're not saying is that you take serious... Um, discounted offers. You take serious lowball offers. You take serious, you know, someone that really doesn't have much of an interest. So we're not saying you bend over backwards for offers and or interest in your multifamily property. It's not even close to what you think the value is. We're not saying that at all, right? What we're saying is when you've got something that's right there, when you got something that's right there, but you're like, oh, I think I'm going to wait for something better. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm going to wait for something bigger. 
All right, we're gonna take a quick break. I hope you're enjoying this episode. I'm going to be having a free webinar coming up, the link's below, on how to correctly and with low risk invest your IRA or 401k in really good multifamily properties. A majority of our investors do this. I do this personally. It's not illegal. Make sure you click the link below. We'd love to have you. That is a recipe for problems, especially especially if you really want to sell. Because more often than not, and try hit upon this, what we see is when people exercise this as a strategy, nine times out of 10, not 10 times out of 10, but nine times out of 10, they end up walking away with less yeah. money than if they would have taken that bird in the hand and actually move forward. Are you surprised by how often that we see this? You know, not really, um, because the biggest thing that, that people see when they get some sort of offer is the price tag. I mean, mm -hmm. that's the one thing they truly care about. Well, that's Most especially people, if, if like a, they get an offer fast. Yes. So right. the, uh, the property's on the, on the market on a Monday, and Monday night they got an yes. offer. Now they're thinking, oh boy, right? So if I got one this yeah. quick, well, then I'll probably get 10 more in the next two weeks. 100%. And they're just going to keep going up and up and up and up. Yeah. You know, and a lot of times, you know... They ignore the contingencies and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, and so the only thing that matters is that dollar sign. Well, you know, is, is this buyer even qualified? Who knows? Mm -hmm. You know, or have, you, have they done any other business in the area? What do they own right now? Can they afford this? Stuff like that. But it doesn't matter because of that number. And if the higher it gets and the more it keeps going, you know, the more problems will probably run into. Yeah. Well. Yeah. And, um, the, the 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 greed factor kind of takes over and and again we're not we're not lumping all multifamily owners in 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 this one basket of course not uh, but for many a lot of that that we've dealt with especially over the last year um, that greed factor has really kind of kicked in um, despite our advice in terms of strategy you know they've gone ahead and wanted to extend it thinking that um, they're that bird in the hand they can put it aside and then better deals coming when at the end of the day, either one of two things have happened with many of them. Number one is they wasted another 30 to 90 days getting basically the same amount of money that they would have gotten um, pretty close if they would have just you know pulled the trigger earlier. And or what we don't like to see happen is multifamily owners end up getting less yeah. than what you know they could have gotten before. Um, and, and you may be thinking, well, why would somebody take less? Um, Later on down the road, won't you just keep the property on the market? Well, you know, keep in mind that everybody's got their own motivations to sell and when they want to sell and in some cases have to sell. So that factors into some things too, which makes this actually even more important in terms of what we're talking about. Okay, so so those are, so let's see, those are two things. So we've talked about falling in love, you know, with the property. You touched upon that. Um, we talked about the bird in the hand uh, you know, situation that we've seen. Um, so let's hit the third biggest mistake that, that we see multifamily, um, sellers making, uh, especially in the market that we're in today to, uh, try, what would you say the third biggest one would be? Well, I think you actually mentioned it right there when you were saying it, uh, you mentioned the market. I think it's not understanding what the market's doing at the given time. Yeah, not, not following it. Whether it's you're not following it or not understanding it, I think you you have to do both. Yeah, 
I think I think that's a really really good one, and arguably this could be the number one mistake. Um, and here's let let me give you, uh, and you're you're gonna really relate to everything I'm gonna say. Let me give you just a quick brief synopsis of conversations that we have with multifamily owners more often than I would think we would have. It basically goes like this: um, multifamily owner, yeah, I want to sell my 36 unit, 48 unit apartment community. Great. Uh, Darren or try it. Well, great. We think that the value is um, a million five. Uh, multifamily owner. Wait a minute. I thought it'd be worth at least $3 million. Um, well, wait, uh, why, why do you think that, uh, Mr. or Mrs. Seller? Well, because I just think that's what it's worth. Mr. or Mrs. Seller, do you know what the market is doing? Do you know what rents are? Do you know where interest rates are? Um, do you know what the lending climate is like? Do you know what the do you know these things in terms of kind of baking it into really where you can see? Well, I know I don't really know where some of that is. I know that Bill down the street I think is getting you know a thousand dollars a month per unit rent. So am I, and so I think mine are worth what Bill's might be worth if Bill were to maybe decide to sell. Um, and then you find out Bill's actually running for like $900, not $1,000. So so that quick synopsis, even though it might sound a little bit on the ridiculous side maybe, is more close to reality sometimes than what you would think based on conversations that we have with owners um, and sellers. And look, it's not as if uh, we would expect an owner or seller to be perfect, okay? 100% on the market, knowing every single minute detail out there in terms of what really then kind of bakes into not only the value of their property, about how quickly it would sell, how, how much interest there would be. We don't expect owners and, and operators to know that right off the top of their head and be perfect. But, I mean, what do we expect? To know a little bit, yeah, you know, and and I think the other thing too that we see a lot of right now or hear a lot of is, you know, two and a half years ago we could have well, yeah, it's not two and a half years ago, mm -hmm. and that's just part of keeping up with the market. I mean, interest rates aren't at three and a half, four percent, you know, um, values aren't they're probably down ten, yeah. fifteen percent, yeah. Um, so again, it's not two and a half years ago. Yeah, and we, you can almost frame part of what we're saying with mistake number three as not being in tune with the market. And you could also frame it like this, you're late. Yeah, You're late, and you don't know that you're late. I mean, you could almost frame part of it like that, couldn't you? Yeah, and, and I think being late is uh, relates to the greed um, yeah. that we were talking about in, in number two. Um and, and thinking the bull run is maybe a little bit longer than it actually was. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, Frank sold his apartment community for $200,000 a unit um, two years ago. Uh, I think I should get at least $225,000 a unit for mine. Well, you know, interest rates were three and a quarter percent. Now they're eight and a half percent. So, you know, I, I really don't think that that's going to happen. But in, in they're like surprised. But what? Really? You're kidding me. Um and again, so we're not saying, we're not doing, too, we're not number one, lumping all multifamily owners in that basket, uh, but more are not understanding and knowing the market or living in the past with where the market is than what you would think, okay? And so, you know, we talked about these three things, um, these three big mistakes. And, 
even though they don't sound like major mistakes or, you know, huge um, uh, uh, mistake, uh, how do I want to say this? Mistakes that could cause huge losses uh, directly, but indirectly, they certainly can. Indirectly, what it, one of these mistakes, just one, can do is really put into motion a seller, and, and maybe it's you, a seller of a multifamily property walking away from the closing table with a lot less than what they deserve. I mean, because at the end of the day, if you own a multifamily property, especially if you're an owner-operator, the, the amount of time, effort, energy, and work you've put into it, you deserve every damn cent you can get when you sell, right? You deserve it. And, you know, there, there, there's almost nothing more depressing than to see owners walking away from the closing table after all of that work with less than what they should have got, right? With less than what they should have got because of one or more of these mistakes. And what happens if, if, if more than one of these mistakes is going on and, and, and we're in that process of selling? Even less money at close. It is. Yeah, it is. It, it's even less. And, I mean, that's probably not a big revealing thing to people listening or watching. Um, but you throw these three things together, and it could be uh, a closing that just does not go well. And really, what might have started out and over the years been a great multifamily experience, I mean, you end up walking away with a lot less than what you should have or could have or potentially could have, um, you know, all of a sudden that great experience might not have been, not, not might not have been so great. Right. Um, so think about these three mistakes. Take the time to make sure and identify and, and do kind of a quick self-analysis with either you, maybe part of your multifamily team, um, maybe part of your management staff, Make sure that you've got these three things locked down. Falling in love with the property, bird in the hand, um, not being up to date with what's going on in the market. Uh, make sure that you're not right now, as you own your multifamily property or before you decide to sell it, now is the time to make sure that you're locked in on these things and they don't exist rather than finding out when it's too late. Right. Right. So, um, so I think we've covered these pretty well. I think we've been given some pretty good content on these three mistakes. Try you got any last um, last minute um, comments or takeaways regarding these three? No, I don't think. So. All right, all right, cool. So, uh, try on behalf of you. I want to thank all of you for joining us on this episode: the three mistakes to avoid when selling your multifamily property. Glad that you decided to join us to watch and listen in. Appreciate you and we'll talk to you soon. Have a great day.